This episode is sponsored by Marketplace Chaplains. Would you like to leverage your business experience and positioning to more fully embody your Christian faith in the world's largest mission field, the workplace? Marketplace Chaplains, the world's original, largest, and leading workplace chaplaincy provider, has over 150 paid chaplain positions open across North America. Most positions are on a part-time or limited-needs platform, depending on the size and needs of the company location. Employees are more isolated than ever and need the unconditional love of Christ demonstrated through care, compassion, hope, and help brought to them in a tangible way by caring chaplains. To see if there is a position open in your area, visit mchapcares.com. That's M-C-H-A-P-C-A-R-E-S dot com slash available dash positions, or click the link located in this episode's show notes page on our website, forwardwomen.org slash podcast. Now on to today's episode. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Remember when being hurt meant that someone didn't let you play with their toy at preschool, or maybe you weren't picked for a team during PE? Man, those are the days, huh? (laughs) Well, now when you're hurt, it's usually something a lot more painful and long lasting, like the death of a loved one, a relationship that gets strained beyond repair, or just unexpectedly losing a treasured part of who you are. Finding healing for hurts like these is not easy, and it does not happen overnight, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to find peace for yourself. Today, we are joined by Lauren Millsaps, who has graciously agreed to talk about the hurts she's endured over the years and how she's moving forward from them. Lauren is a forward mentor who's living in Miami, where she works in business and brand management for one of the top real estate attorneys in Florida. She also has her own company called Reinvent, through which she helps reinvent businesses and brands and hopes that in the process, God reinvents lives too. So Lauren, thank you for being with me today and being willing to open up about this pretty personal topic. Of course, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. So to set the stage for the conversation today, could you share with us what past experience or experiences come to mind when you think about being hurt? So today, Jordan, I thought we could delve into family. And that can be a little touchy because you're not just talking about yourself, then you're talking about other people Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently um, endured in the past couple of weeks a very uh, painful loss where I lost my my grandfather. Mm. And unfortunately, uh, I was the only person on my entire family uh, for the past decade that has spoken to my grandfather and my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. So there is a whole nother level of hurt and pain that was processed uh, with that death. Um, I Sometimes you think that you are alone in a situation, that you're the only one enduring this. Mm. But as I shared with people the loss of my grandfather and that I potentially would be the only person at his funeral from my family and whatnot, other individuals started telling me, oh, well, my family goes through the same thing. My aunt and uncle haven't, you know, spoken to their parents in over eight years or, Mm. yeah. Or my best friend hasn't, you know, talked to her brother 
in, you know, three years right now, and there's really not hope in sight. And other people started sharing with me these stories of broken families. And even though I have many different scenarios where I could speak about hurt, I really want to use this opportunity as a vehicle to heal hearts, reunite families, and maybe think outside of the box about how we process hurt that happens within families and healing some of that, you know, brokenness today. So with your grandfather passing, um, you know, it sounds like maybe that was just the tip of the iceberg or maybe like the end of just a, a much broader <laughs> issue. Um, so I guess with him passing, what did that kind of open up for you? What were your initial thoughts and actions? When I first heard that he had passed, um, my aunt shared that she wanted to reach out to um, my family besides, you know, me doing it. And they they hadn't spoken in, you know, over 10 years. Mm. Um, so this precipitated conversation to start, you know, occurring again where they spoke the day of his death. They spoke the day after. And now it's been three weeks and they are still you know, speaking now. So mm. his death has brought about, you know, some healing and brought the family um, back together. Uh, for me, um, I think if I had not been forced to choose sides, if this healing could have happened without a death mm. precipitating it, um, like what have we missed out on? Yeah. You know, 10 years uh, that this, this hurt and, and pain, um, what did we miss out on? Well, and I, I, hopefully you're comfortable with sharing this, but you know, what, what led to 10 years, you said of your family, just not having communication, you know, you maybe in a way feeling targeted. Um, you know, you said that you were the only one really who was in contact with your grandfather. So what, what led to all that? Yeah, I'm definitely comfortable in sharing that. Uh, I feel like it's it's needed, but obviously everyone experiences life in different different ways, and there was definitely some deep rooted uh, pain that you know my mom had from growing up and and through the past years, uh, pain that there wasn't a, a resolution and. That was brought to a head about 10 years ago. And mm -hmm. at that time, um, I was asked to formally uh, close all of my relationships with her entire family in support of her because she was going through this, this pain that she has suffered. Uh, I was put in a situation where I've been raised that regardless of age or, or where you are in your life, we're supposed to honor our mother and father. Yeah. But at the same time, we have our same internal compass. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit guiding us mm -hmm. through life. Uh, we know what our integrity and character mean to us when it comes to making the right decisions and seeing all of the brokenness and the fact that I did not specifically, you know, deal with any pain and that I could see healing 
happening in this situation. I wanted to be a part of eventually bringing about healing versus choosing sides and putting an exclamation point next to the pain and turning that pain into hurting others by closing down communications, closing down relationships and causing, you know, more pain. So I was put um, in this situation where I almost was um, in the middle or a target per Mm se. Um, My grandparents had three daughters and they always wanted a fourth and I was the first grandchild uh, that was born. So I think they sort of saw me as that uh, fourth daughter they never had, their last Mm -hmm. chance to do things right. Mm -hmm. So uh, while they weren't the perfect parents, uh, I think that I definitely uh, was uh, treated in in a better manner by my mom's family because I was viewed as that you know, last chance to do it right, where my mom and maybe her sisters had to deal with, you know, uh, more pain. And then from my mom's perspective, she saw her parents treat me how she always wanted to be treated. Mm. So it did put me in this situation where upon her deciding to permanently, you know, break away, uh, I needed to decide would I honor my parents' request and completely shun an entire side of the family or would I go with what I felt was right in my heart and decide to not participate in a situation that would only create more brokenness but try to deal with things in a very uh, intellectual, graceful, peaceful manner that would mm-hmm. hopefully create Um, more peace within myself. That didn't always happen. Um, I was in situations that were explosive and volatile and uh, name calling and really torn down for not doing what others felt uh, should be done. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you carry uh, within yourself. Yeah. Um, it is hard to deal with a, a barrage of negative emotions because of a choice that you have made and a choice that people are saying is against those that you love when really you are just trying to be for everyone and for a family. Mm-hmm. And so that is something I had to navigate for uh, years in my, um, my mental and emotional uh, choices that I made, my communications and uh, my physical choices. If I decided to, you know, go and visit them and spend time with them and let her family know that they're still loved by me, those were things that uh, were not necessarily uh, welcomed and just put me in a position where sometimes I would be overwhelmed with Uh, the pain that both sides of my family were feeling towards each other. Mm. Well, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit personally, but, you know, I think it's, it's so not out of the ordinary when you're in a situation like this, that you are just, like you said, deeply, deeply hurt. And it's not even necessarily 
your own hurt that you're feeling, you're also tending to kind of absorb the hurt of maybe both parties. And I'm sure being put in the middle situation here that you were in where you're kind of, you're stuck between almost two worlds, I feel like. I mean, how did that affect you? You know, you kind of alluded to a little bit personally, but I mean, maybe even professionally, because I mean, this doesn't, you can't just turn this off, right? Like you, this is becoming part of who you are. So, I mean, did you find yourself being affected by this in, in situations that maybe you didn't expect? Definitely. There's multiple points there. One is that I almost viewed it as two different countries mm -hmm. uh, trying to come together. Like mm -hmm. take uh, someone from Germany and someone from China that only speaks German and Chinese trying to tell each other that they love each other, but yeah. they mm -hmm. don't speak the same language. Uh, they come from different customs, different traditions. There may be very simple uh, responses to life that are offensive to China, but are considered a compliment to Germany. But because you come from these completely different worldviews, all of it is received negatively. So there were ways and times in, in which I heard about a situation that both parties were hurt over. And if you really peel back the onion, it's because they didn't understand where the other person was coming from. Emotionally mm -hmm. and mentally, they were speaking two different languages, but the end goal, they cared about family and wanted to love one another, but just emotionally and mentally were not able to get there. Mm -hmm. It started making me think, um, every now and then is my nature too lofty to bend mm -hmm. where I am in a situation professionally trying to communicate a message, trying to uh, convert a sale, trying to work with a client where I feel like my messaging is completely clear. They're just not understanding me. I'm the individual that's in the right uh, but I'm forgetting to get down on the individual's level, to think about where they're coming from, to think about what has shaped them that has led up to this communication. Mm -hmm. There's a book I've read a few times, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and I would read it a couple more times. And it really teaches you that understanding individuals emotionally is not about how you are and how you respond to the world, but it's about the world and where the world is at and where the individual you're communicating with is at and how you respond, tailor yourself to respond emotionally uh, to that situation. So I think in, in seeing such a vivid example with my family that they both had good intention and both wanted to end up at the same point, but couldn't get there because they mm -hmm. weren't, weren't able to see through the other person's lens. It made me think through work, through friendships, through many other situations in my life, how can I look through the other person's lens? Mm -hmm. And instead of having a lofty nature that only wants to respond in the manner that Lauren speaks and Lauren asserts herself and Lauren lives her life and Lauren's worldviews to really communicate and, and strive to a common goal 
through the other person's lens of life. Mm. So that's something that I've really tried to uh, apply across the board. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to call it a silver lining of the situation because I don't know that it's worth all the pain that you've gone through, but I mean, that is something that is maybe a positive and maybe that is something that, you know, by you going through what you've gone through, that was what, you know, the Lord was really trying to to sharpen within you is your ability to really relate to people on a deeper level and maybe, maybe be that person that in that moment they needed in their life that, you know, maybe you needed when you were in your situations, you know, growing up and you know, everything going on with your family. Definitely. I think it's important for us to remember to live above our circumstances mm-hmm. and that's something that I try to emulate and to think about in all situations uh, that we deal with. It's very easy for us to get bogged down. I mean, look at the world we are living in and everything going on today. But those that are able to live above their circumstances and really see things from, from an eagle's eye yeah. uh, versus getting so dragged down by some of the uh, overwhelming things going on, you're, you're able to respond in a much more healthy manner. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously, you know, with your grandfather's passing, that's, that's very recent and, you know, you're probably still in that healing process, but do you feel like with everything else that has happened, do you feel like you're on the road to healing from that? Do you feel like you will find a peace with that? Very honestly, Jordan, here is where I'm at personally and where I'm at from an aspect of healing from the hurt from family. The hurt from the family, I think, is all worth it because God planted seeds through me this past Mm. decade that has my mom and her sisters talking now. And there were times that I was crying out to God in prayer for healing of our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw so much uh, love on both sides that the other parties couldn't either see or couldn't accept that I knew that it's something that could happen, but there was not, you know, an, an opportunity. So... If they are able to heal, I feel like I can view myself more as a a vehicle that God used through the past decade so that healing could happen right now. All I can say is that if there are individuals out there that have chosen to, you know, take family members out of their life, don't let a death be the cause for healing. Mm. I I mean, there is a way to address that brokenness and there is a way to prayerfully and purposefully pursue, you know, healing within your family without someone having to pass. Mm. My personal hurt from the death of my grandfather, he was a World War II veteran. He was one of the last living veterans from his battleship, uh, wounded in battle. He lived such a valiant life life. Um, My only hurt is could I have managed this situation uh, differently uh, so that I could have had more time with him these past Mm -hmm. 10 years trying trying to navigate 
you know, honoring my parents, you know, wishes and where, you know, that side of my family was coming from, but also um, respecting the feelings and emotions that, you know, my mom's side of the family had. And I think that's something when you lose someone, you think how many more opportunities could I have had with them if I had made different, you know, different choices. I, th I think eventually I will have peace with that, but now it being so raw, it is something that uh, pains me a little bit. Mm -hmm. For someone going through a situation like what you are going through and what you went through, you know, and, and like we said in the beginning, I mean, this, there's so many sources of hurt in our lives. And especially I feel like this year, um, you know, just so many pains and hurts and sorrows have just been brought to the forefront and which is good. And I mean, that is, that is the path toward healing, but you know, there are still people living in that and, you know, they do still have to deal with it. And, you know, I, I would love to have you share, you know, personally, what has worked for you, you know, and what would you tell anyone who is in a situation that is just causing immense pain? First, I would say that you really have to be true to yourself and what you feel like the Holy Spirit is calling you to do. Because mm. I do know that there are situations where people have had family members physically abuse them, sexually abuse them, They've been in ex extreme situations where it may not be appropriate for there to be, you know, communication mm -hmm. and um, regular participation with, you know, that, that family member. It may be healthier for that to be cut off. But in many situations, we are only hurting ourselves by not being, you know, open to family members that God has put in our life for, you know, for a reason. Um, I, living in a very diverse culture like Miami, um, I am, I interact with uh, friends and colleagues on a regular basis. Some of them are from other countries where they have had years not being able to see their family and mm -hmm. they're not able to go back and see them. They're from you know, situations, war-torn countries, you know, where uh, they, they don't even know the next day they will see their family and their family mm. could say anything, do anything to them. They could have any type of, you know, family drama, family hurt, but that, you know, would never overshadow wanting to hug someone or hold their hand or remind mm. them that they're loved or have God's love for them. Mm -hmm. And that really makes me feel like, those of us that have the opportunity to see family members, to love on family members, to forgive family members, that we need to find a way to rise above. I really feel like God just looks down on us. And personally, his heart breaks when he sees family members that share the exact same genetics that uh, cannot wish each other a Merry Christmas or mm. check in if someone is ill or you hear someone's been in a car accident or once a year just saying you were on my mind. Mm. Sometimes people may not be in a 
mental or emotional place where they're able to be best friends with this family member or correspond regularly. But sometimes we treat our family members worse than we would treat a stranger or even an enemy. So it sounds silly to, you know, say, say that phrase that has been going on for years now, what would Jesus do? But it, it um, really is something that I've tried to apply in and of the fact that we're broken people trying to heal family, you know, relationships, broken people to broken people. But at the end of the day, uh, Jesus, God, our Lord and Savior would really want us to be God to each other. He would want us to rise above and to cherish those people because they they aren't going to, you know, be here forever. And I feel like any pursuit of healing will only be blessed. We're glad you joined us for this conversation about finding healing from past wounds in our lives. For more information about this episode, check out our website, forwardwomen.org slash podcast. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We appreciate your feedback and want to make sure we continue to feature topics that you're interested in hearing more about. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.